Hello. Welcome uh, to another episode of Getting Literate. I'm Katie. I'm Celia. And um, uh, today we are reading Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we read Twilight this week. Um, and now we're discussing it. And now we're, now we're chatting. There's, well, there's, yes. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. I, there's a lot to unpack. I texted you a lot this week. A lot of thoughts. Yeah. And now we're going to yeah. discuss them. What are we drinking, Katie? The only thing, <laughs> the only thing we could think was appropriate was uh, cheap pink wine. Cheers. It feels right. Uh, so cheers. I will drink to that, uh, which is the other, that's our drinking game that we play. Because we like to drink to that. Yeah, we say those magical words. I drink, she drinks, we drink. Everyone drink. has fun. Everyone does. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about Twilight, Julia? Oh, I'll tell you a little about Twilight. Um, in case you aren't aware, uh, this is a summary of Twilight. Uh, so, Bella Swan, pale and beautiful high school girl, uh, she really feels like a real martyr for volunteering to move back to her gloomy hometown to let her mom go gallivanting around with her new husband. She starts high school in this new town, Forks, and dazzles everyone there, except this mysterious and sexy teen named Edward, her lab partner who seemingly despises her. But Bella and Edward go on each other, go on to like each other. And apparently stop there. Um, yeah. This book was a phenomenon. <laughs> we all know she finds out he's a vampire and she becomes the girlfriend of this weird vampire man who can read everyone's mind but hers. And he acts like a martyr for not ripping her to shreds. And they go <laughs> on this sexless vampire adventure together. Wow. Well, <laughs> I'll drink to that. Uh... Yeah, personally... Julia, um, I can't speak for you. I was obsessed with Twilight as a young adult tween. This first book came out in like 2005. I think the first movie, which is I around think that was the time, 2008. That was 2008. That was around the time I read all four of these books. Too young. Oh, that's way too young. But also <laughs> not way too young. <laughs> but also, I was like, this is the greatest love story ever told. So. Oh no. Oh yes, oh, I did. No. I literally. I read three quarters of the first book when I was like eight or nine, like when it, around the, when the first movie came out. I was on the other side of the Twilight fence. I was one of the ones who just hated it for being popular. Um, but I, did I watch all the movies? Yes. Did my mom take me, my sister, my immigrant, my immigrant grandmother, who does not speak English very well, to the theaters on the other end of town to watch the third Twilight movie? Yes, she did. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> We're here to talk about the book. So, yes. uh, that brings us to our first little game. So we're going to talk about our ratings for this book, which is kind of a weird thing to do at the beginning of a podcast. We're not like other girls. We're <laughs> not like other girls. <laughs> and you know what? I really was. I really was just like other girls. And I'm, Same. I'm cool with it. It's fine. We also like to play a little drinking game. So I'm going to guess what Julia rated this book. She's going to guess what I rated this book. One star difference, one drink. And if we get... This, if we get it bang on the nose, that's oh, yeah. two drinks because it's a reward for being such a genius. Yeah. My brain is so big. All right. Well, do you want to do, do a little reveal? A little moment? Yeah. yeah. I've got my little page right here. Yeah? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, you okay. almost had it. So that's a hot drink for both of us. Um, yes, Julia is. gave it a 2.5 and I guessed a 2. And she gave 
or she guessed mine is 3.5 and I have three stars. So can you tell me a little bit about why two? Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was a solid two for the majority of the book. Um, But the ending really got me um, because like she's clumsy throughout the entire book. And at first I was like, this is a really funny bit of characterization. And then in the middle, I was really annoyed. But at the end, it was like, okay, our cover story for this vampire attack is she fell down two flights of stairs and broke all the bones in her body. And everyone's like, yes, this makes sense. And I love that. I thought that was the funniest, most brilliant thing ever. And I was like, I understand like this clumsiness works in the context of the story. And I was like, yeah. that's a whole point five star. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yes. I you know what? Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. It is. Because what a brilliant cover story. That oh. was so fucking great. <laughs> wow. It was amazing. It honestly the ending, that's a chef's mm. moment. Okay. <laughs> I hated a lot of this. Um, not for plot though. Not at all for plot or content. Absolutely not. Um, and it's probably because I'm really nostalgic for a lot of my feelings. It was okay. the writing. That's why I guessed 3.5. I was like, okay, yeah, Katie's going to have a little nostalgia moment, but the writing, oof. So, interesting. Interesting. I really didn't expect you to go so high with the writing. I didn't at all. Me neither, but the clumsiness got me. It was so funny. It was funny. It was, funny. It was incredible. Mm. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, in that case, I would love to ask, is that on your top three list? You know it is. Okay. You know it is. Okay. Um, it's number three on my top three. Um, it would have been higher, except I I made this when I was only like my Just number two. You get into the rest of them later. I don't mean to interrupt oh. you. Oh my god, no! But please, because but just we have to explain the rules. Because uh, we have some very clearly very complex games. There's a lot going on here. There's math involved in them. We're gonna talk about our top three moments and then our worst three yeah. moments or scenes or quotes mm-hmm. or lines, anything like that. Um. If we have matching moments, etc., um, on a matching list, we drink those. If they're on opposing lists, we drink those. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. How clumsy she was was my third favorite thing in the book. My second favorite thing is when she tries to kiss him and he runs 20 feet away. Oh, my God. The iconic. Iconic. Oh, I would have killed myself. At 17 years old, I would have killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been just like, yeah. See my neck? Like, it's not as funny, but fuck. I, not even. I would have thrown myself down the hill. <laughs> oh my god. She's so clumsy. She could have just, like, stood up and died instantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. My number one. Okay, Stephanie Myers, like, her writing isn't my favorite. Her dialogue is very cringe, but she does nature really well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she describes nature really well, and I really like that. Okay, yeah. cute. Yeah, no, I do think that you're right. I do think that she does a very good job um, describing, like, nature. Um, so my top three, mm-hmm. um, and, like, my third is Vampire Baseball. I just think it's so fucking funny. Cause, like, it is so fucking funny. Co- that's, of course, that's how we would have to play it. I would love to know, like, how the bats don't break. I know they're metal, but... If you're going Vampire to bones. I thought Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. I like that a lot more. But yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that that's just really fun. And I really like that scene. Yeah. And then my, t- my second of the top three uh, is um, when she asks him. It's kind of another weird scene because like they're hanging out in her room. Like Charlie is downstairs. 
Oh, and then I did that's the dance, so right? And I, yeah, man, that's a little weird. But it's like, <laughs> I don't. Anyways, anyways, uh, when she asks him, and she's like, "Can I have a minute to be human?" Um, just because I think that that's really cute to be like, "I just need to give you a minute," and also because it shows up in the other books. Oh, yeah, like beginning of, of Breaking Dawn, you know, on our honeymoon, she's like, "I just need to give you a minute," and I just that's so cute. I think that yeah. <laughs> top my top of the tops uh i just really like that bit i think that that was and i'll get to this but i i have to have the writing is terrible and the dialogue is not great but oh, the as if you could outrun great. me <laughs> yeah as if you could fight me off like <laughs> sorry i think it's hot um <laughs> i really like that scene i think that's cool um did you tell i was team edward the energy that she was trying to cultivate in the book, that yeah. one scene kind of tapped into that way yes. better than anything else. So, okay, so it's the, it's the writing. It's the, the bottom three, worst three, top three worst, uh, it's the writing. Every yeah. time she attempts scent description, oh, I hate that. Uh-huh. It's either just one quote that I have in particular is when he is smelling her, Edward is smelling oh, no. Bella, oh, no. which, God, like, stop smelling each other. I'm going to oh drink for the entirety that you read this quote. Yeah. I just um, need that. I'm going to drink it for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you need yeah. that. Yeah, girl. You just need to mm-hmm. bolster yourself. It lines up with what we're drinking tonight really nicely. Um, <laughs> as he's say. smelling her, he's like, just because I'm resisting the wine doesn't mean I can't appreciate the bouquet. Oh! I didn't what? like that at all! And then he goes on and like tries I didn't to think he's like, oh, freesia, lavender. I'm like, gross! Why did you have to say it like that? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So there's that. Um, oh, I'm actually, I'm, I was lying earlier. I have issue with one plot point. Uh, when he, when he shows up to her house and he's like, yeah, yeah. Like you just use the key. And she's like, how do you know about the key? He's like, yeah, I've been watching you sleep. What are you mad? What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm mad. Are you? What are you talking about? Am I mad? Are you like he's like fully like yeah this is totally chill and then he's like oh wait a second are you upset with me? Yeah, dude. Well, Edward, you is calling the show once again. Twilight fanfiction has entered the chat. Like, <laughs> not that I know that or anything about that book, but good God, it's a solid three. So that was gross. I was like, what the hell? Why did that have to be a th- like? Why did he have to watch her while she was sleeping? Because that's so. Creepy. Every night, too. And then the very last one, James shows up and he's like, no. I want to trap you. And they're like, no. And then he gets obsessed, which, once again, someone's obsessed with Bella. Everyone's obsessed with Bella. Everyone's obsessed with Bella. Why? What the fuck? Why? For why? She's annoying and she's boring. But they're all boring. It's Miss Montanwood. I like Jessica. Jessica seems to have a bit of a personality. And like Candace played. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like her. Yeah. And, uh, She's freaking out, and she is in the Jeep, which she is strapped into, like a baby, in a baby seat. And she goes, oh, and I thrash against the harness. I'm sorry? Toddler vibes. What's her name? Al is entering, who wrote Fifty Shades, but anyway, entering the chat. E.L. James or something like that, yeah. E.L. James. 
she grabs Patrick and puts the harness and she's like, hello, hi, I'm here. But to me, like, it just read so much more like baby. Like, I oh, am a it's toddler baby in a car seat. Car seat. Yeah. But yeah, those are my worst three. Great. Um, nothing for my best three on there. Oh, nice. So, no double drinking. Um, so let's go into my worst three. Uh, number three, how they are devoted to each other so mm. quickly. Like, ridiculously quickly. And I just find it really uncomfortable, like, how she attaches herself to the Cullens and how worried she is for their undead lives. She's like, everyone's like, what path is after you? And she's like, Amy, gone. I can't let you get hurt. And I'm like, queen, like, get your priorities straight. She's got a death wish. Like, she really does. She has a death wish. She does. The fact that this book, not to derail you, but the fact that this book starts with, you never gave much thought to how I would die. Yeah, you did, because you clearly want to. Um, Like, I just didn't care about the ending, because I don't care if Bella Wicker dies, and that's, I think, why I didn't finish the book. Because I got to Vampire Baseball, I think, and then he was like, I'm talking to you, and I was like, cool, I guess. I I don't care. Either way. Yeah. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Take her. It should be much more interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's number three. Number two is Bella reads Edward too well. I'm like, Stephanie Myers, a little separation from the character please. I know you know what's going on in Edward's head. Hashtag Midnight Sun. Is that the correct book? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, thank you. I am with it, kids. (laughs) Um, but she just reads Edward too well, and I'm like, you've known him for, like, a month, maybe, like. How can you read his impassive stone face to that much detail? She's like, I know he's thinking exactly this. And Edward's like, I'm thinking exactly that. And she's like, called it. And I'm like, no. I've <laughs> heard everything too well, TBH. Way too well. And number one, the worst thing I think about this book, it's not going to surprise you, but every attitude around food by everyone in the book pisses me off. I don't yeah. like Italian really food is my oh, yeah. love language. Like I everyone has this toxic relationship with food. Like vampires think eating human food is dirt. What the fuck? I hate that. You're telling me if I become a vampire I can't eat a pizza? Like you, you, well, can, you can't right? like, but you're just gonna describe it like dirt. So like no. How can you bite in to pizza and not rem- <laughs> just how can you eat pizza and not and be like this is Dirt. Like, if it's Chicago style, maybe, but anyway, uh, anyway, vampires eating apex predators pisses me off. They're endangered. There's no <laughs> way to eat overpopulated apex predators because they're at the top of the food chain. That's not how it works. This is really and bad. I was like, can you please watch one Nat Geo documentary, Steph Myers? <laughs> no. She's like, um, oh, no. And Last but not least, the amount of patriarchy in this, like Bella's cooking class, like when she made, like that part where her dad's going fishing, or like, I don't know, Bella's leaving for Seattle or some bullshit, maybe it's a beach, and she's like, are you sure you know how to feed yourself? And he's like, I'm a grown-ass man. She's like, well, here's some sandwiches, really obvious, just in case. I'm like, you're 17, first of all. Mm-hmm. 17 years aren't like that. Second of all, what the fuck? He's a grown-ass man. He can make himself a little panine if he wants to. Like, oh, my God. I love when the Italian pops out. Not That's that it's not apparent at all times, but <laughs> the thing I love it. <laughs> no, you're so right. You're so right. Like I yeah. however, I do recall someone in this call, and it certainly wasn't me, um, who expressed a little bit of anger at male female characters who main 
main female characters. That's different. Uh, <laughs> main female characters who can't cook. Because that's not feminist either. Oh, well, that's because it's, like, fake feminist. They're, like, okay. that's, like, when they're, like, saying I'm strong, independent women and I can't cook and that's why I'm fighting okay. patriarchy. My thing is, like, you can cook and fight the patriarchy. You can be, you should like, be able to cook. a housekeeper and, like, Stop taking care of yourself. Like, yeah. I'm it's kind of dichotomy. Uh-huh. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. I have a lot of thoughts about food and femininity, but um, we're not going to get into that. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> but I just was wondering. Thing. I was wondering about your thoughts on that. But okay. No, thank sense. you. Thank you for calling me out. I needed that. <laughs> um, um, no, but you're it's right. a structured you're debate right. moment. Yes, it is. I okay. have a topic for it. I would love to hear it. Are you sure? Yes. It seemed like you were going to say something. No. no. Okay. Why is Book Edward so much nicer than I remember movie Edward being? Bear in mind, I watched that movie minimum 10 years ago. Mm. Did Edward Patterson really hate him that much that he portrayed him not Robert. as nice? Robert Pattinson. Yeah. But you're right, Edward Pattinson. That Am is I how I view him. Perhaps. Are we supposed to be? Perhaps. Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> Did Cedric Diggory portray him poorly? Oh my God. Or was it because Edward saw... No. Was it because Robert Pattinson saw the most obvious case of man-written-by-woman syndrome and just did not act that? Um, okay. So, Robert Pattinson, I was having a really hard time defacing this book from the movies, and I don't think it should exist as a second movie, actually. (laughs) Um, Robert Pattinson hated doing Twilight. Like, he was like, I, this is the most pretentious ass bitch boy in the entire history of the earth. I don't want to Perfect for Edward. Which is perfect. It, he was so much better. Um, I think that's actually not a failure on the part of the movie to not, I wouldn't say failure because they obviously, they executed that to perfection. I wouldn't say it's a failure on the part of the movie. On the part of the movie. Um, because again, I'd maintain that Catherine Hardwick's a genius. Like she is, she's got a lot of other movies not uh, not a ton but uh she's got a few other movies that she's directed that are both really really good she is committed to the bit as far as directing goes um and she was very intentional about keeping stephanie meyer involved i think it's a failure on stephanie meyer's part to actually communicate how rude edward was or perhaps perhaps it was actually because we're at from the point of view of bella Okay, I see. see I love that. I see that. You know? Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. even then, like, he's not that nice to her. He's nice to her, kind of, a little bit. He, um, no, you're right. He isn't nice to her, but it's because Bella reads him that we read him as nicer than he actually yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I don't okay. know. It's good. No, yeah. she, like, she completely is like, oh, he laughs, ha-ha, and then we're sad, and then we're happy, and I'm like, no, he's... <laughs> angry and I think that's probably part of the reason why she wrote Moonlight Sun is because she was like I well maybe not um I don't actually know I have no idea why she wrote Moonlight Sun uh but it's a moment it's a it's a time still getting through it it's a thick book (laughs) um (laughs) but she like he is so angry all the time when he's with her which is like okay okay cool right you're mad. You get it. And then he's mad when she's doing anything that he, like, he deems as, like, upsetting. 
or dangerous or reckless. Um, don't mind me. I'm just on this like glass. But um, okay, well, I'll do that too if everyone's I'll doing that. that. I love that for us. Okay. Um, yeah, he's he's like angry and like repressing this like very active and like I don't want to use the word carnal, but like use it. Use that a carnal um, desire to literally like like murder her and drink all oh. of her blood, right? And so I Who among us wouldn't Who among us wouldn't want him. I'll, I'll ask that question. I'll turn to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's that. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's just definitely Meyer can't can't you're right, you were so right. You're right, she can't separate herself from the minds of the characters that she knows. That's fair. Okay, mm-hmm. I dig it. Because he's such, like, so obviously manipulated by women. Like, there's a lot of just, like, idealizing mm-hmm. men in relationships, but he is so much more than that. He's, like, quadruple brilliant. I mean, the fact that he is literally so angry at her all the time, and he's like, you put yourself in danger. tell you what i don't think she's trying to she's maybe subconsciously stupid. maybe because i really do think she's a bad bitch um it's funny um he's like oh don't get don't fall in the ocean stop me i don't make the ocean what i'm gonna throw myself in just to spite you yeah or like she'll when he was so angry um with her for being oh when the the dude's cornering her yeah. In that city. And he's like, fuck you, bitch. And he's like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, okay, he's supposed to be mad at, like, those men. But, like, he's also kind of mad at her. Know that, that he was mad at her, yeah. And I'm like, it's not her fault. Oh, he's weird. I could talk for a long time about Stephanie Meyer and conceptions of, like, sexual assault and, like, the vibe that she builds around those. Because there's a lot in this book. Um, this book is... <laughs> Not to, not to get too dark uh, or deep into anything, but this book is actually how I found out that rape was a thing, which is why I know I was reading it too young. Not this, not this first one, these series. But the one, because one of them was raped, right? Yeah, and Rosalie. Vampire was Rosalie. Yeah. yeah, like, and this is an eclipse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rosalie's talking about like how she was turned into a vampire, and she's like, oh, like there was like a bunch of men, and like I remember there was like a there was a description of like them ripping her hat off of her, but it was like thirty, so it was like pinned to her head, and it like uh-huh. scratched. Her head, her like scalp as they ripped her hat off, and I remember mm-hmm. like talking about that being like, okay, but like that wouldn't kill you though. And she was like, oh, oh no no, <laughs> like sometimes this is the thing that happens. And I was like, oh, sorry, wait, up. that was your mom. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, they they just ripped her hat off. Like, how are you gonna die? From that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, and then like this same exact situation almost happens to Bella in this first book. I'm like. Am I gonna am I gonna yell at her for being reckless? But okay, Stephanie. Hi. One quick thing I wanted to add is I love the part about how Alice's backstory came together. I love that about yes. this book. I love that. Yes. That was one of I think the best executed things ever. It was like a whole mystery and then we solved it at the end. Yeah. I was like, if Jessica is perfect. You're so right. If we brought that in earlier, I would have loved it. I would have loved a little bit more focus on it. Because it was so cool. I want more details on it. She's yeah. in a mental asylum. Like, James, like, tell a girl why. Well, she, because she had those how visions. Did she, okay, but how did she, a vampire find her in a mental asylum? 
yeah, there was a lot that was left unanswered about her backstory, and I would have loved to have seen a little bit more of that unfolding afterwards, right? Hi, I just found out, yeah, I failed at a cuckoo test. Uh, Let's unpack that trauma. Dr. Carlisle, how about um, psychiatrist? Honestly, did you know that he is, like, the richest? uh, (laughs) I mean, investments. Oh, because he's, like, 360 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Forbes. Forbes. Forbes magazine. Carlisle Cullen's estimated real life net worth sat at $34.1 billion in 2010. Bezos is quaking. Mm-hmm. He was at the top of their fictional 15 list, which is uh, the wealthiest fictional characters. It makes sense. Yeah. It's so funny to me. It's him. It's so funny. It's him. It's not like, I'm just reading an article now, and it's like, it's not Tony Stark. It's not Bruce Wayne. It's not Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) Carlisle Cullen. (laughs) Fuck yeah. I'll take that. That's cheers. Cheers to Carlisle. Cheers to Carlisle. Oh, that's so funny. They just mentioned, they're like, even though accounting for his reduced food and medical expenses. Because he's an immortal vampire. (laughs) (laughs) He's moving every, like, five years. What about that? Okay, but, like, Right, they kept going back to different houses they, they rotated, right? Oh, they bought yeah. the properties cheap. Because how many foggy places in North America can there be? Not many. Also, why did they go to Alaska? It's like in the vampires in the summer? Like, it's literally it's never night. It's a really short summer. Okay, yeah. So they might be able to be like, we're going on vacation. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Okay, if we want to promote fucking quotes that piss us off, well, I love quotes that piss us off. It's not a good debate, but that's bitching. (laughs) (laughs) Structured bitch fest. Oh, I love it. Oh my god, when she says holy crow. Oh. What is wrong with holy cow? Mormons. Mormons. The amount of of times that she goes, he smiled ruefully, or he smiled alluringly, or he smiled glaringly. Like, I'm like, let's drop all of the words that end in L-Y. His eyes did that unfair smoldering thing again. Oh, <laughs> no. What unfair smoldering no. thing? What the hell is an unfair smoldering <laughs> what thing? What the fuck? What is that? Sorry, I don't know what the hell it means to smolder at somebody. And when you say the thing? The thing. I'm like, girl, how are you this much for being an author? All of the description, <laughs> and it's all adverbs. Get rid of them. So many Because you give adverbs. me nothing else in, in way of description. No. His face turned cold, expressionless. Pretty sure it wasn't. Pretty sure it wasn't expressionless. Pretty sure it always is cold. There's that too. Can I have some more details? Can you tell me a little bit about like the malice that he's probably feeling? Because you can read him so well, Bella. She can read him so well. Oh. The only guess I have is that maybe your mind doesn't work the same way the rest of theirs do. And not like other girls. Um, well, then he continues. Like, your thoughts are on the AM frequency, and I'm only getting FM. I highly need that, too. We can, like, we can have got, like, a better analogy, or at least a better delivery, because, like, that's pretty decent. He is from 1901, Katie. Girl, it's 2005 when these books were published, and like, oh, I hope my computer is hooked up to the modem or else yeah. I won't get internet. I'm like, wow, I'm in software engineering as a major and I don't understand <laughs> a bit of that sentiment. Yeah. Like, 
like you could have you could have just said like you're on a different frequency. You didn't have to spell That's out fair. the AMFM. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it's just it's and then accompanied by the fact that like she immediately then responds with my mind doesn't work right. I'm a freak. Like no girl, AM is a valid radio frequency. That is okay. I don't even know if that's a frequency. Whatever the hell it is. So buy yourself a Penelope's that's real bit. She um, is the worst for that. She is simultaneously not responsible for anything. And at the same time, she's responsible for every bad thing that's ever happened. Literally that. She's like, I'm not like She's absolved of responsibilities, but she puts them on herself, in a way. Edward puts them on her, too, though. Oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah. One I didn't like. Yeah. She's like, the only way that this is going to happen is that I have to go to Arizona. I'm like, girl, I can think of a lot of other ways you can get out of this situation. I know I wrote notes for this. Also, she's like, the only way for me to leave is if I brutalize my relationship with Charlie. And I'm like, I'm sure you could have left without that. Okay, the past don't talk. Hey, Renee's not doing too well. I'm going to go to Florida to visit her for the weekend. Like, and all the, Renee's like very, like a, she seems like a very volatile, needy person. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's an understandable statement. I'm sure you would have been like, wow. Um, hey, Charlie, my mom that you don't speak to is like really desperate that I come visit her. So I'm just going to go visit her for a few days real quick. Like, one of what I thought, why don't you go to the reservation? Like, the res? Like, the indigenous res? She doesn't know about the wolves yet, though. I know, but she knows that vampires aren't allowed there. She only knows that the Coens aren't allowed there. But that's the vampires. Yeah, but the, the deal was only made with the Coens. Fine. So it's like, vampires aren't allowed there, and so I see where you're coming from. I think that would have been a really good choice, especially knowing that we know about the fact that there's, like, into werewolves who are, like, exactly, yeah. very good at killing vampires. Um, but she, at that point, thinks, oh, the Coens are just, like, being decent people. Decent vampires. Can I have a funny story? I'm so sorry. Always. Of course I do. Okay. So, I'm borrowing this book from my um, childhood best friend, Karina. Yes. When we were, like, kids, like, I don't know what movie came out, but we, like, we, we were family friends, right? And so our family's hung out for dinner. And she's like, okay, guys, we're going to watch a wolf documentary after dinner. And I was like, fuck yeah, I love wolves. Like, yeah, we're going to watch a wolf documentary. High five. And she puts on Twilight, whatever one is about the wolves. And she's like, wolf documentary. And I was like, New Moon. It was what? New Moon, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the names, but that's what happened. And I was like, okay, was there a scene with huh? girl sitting in a chair? Girl, I don't remember any of it. I just know I got played. And I was like, huh, what am I? Fair. Um, I should have saw it coming. It's so funny to me, actually, that you bring that up. Because, yeah, no. it That New Moon was kind of the wolf documentary of the Twilight series. <laughs> but it's very funny that she, I never picked up on the fact before that she had that dream. Where Jacob turned into a wolf. Did I bring that up? No, but you brought up wolves. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. I was like, no, you did not. I am just taking your, I am playing word association it's games, deadly. Julia. This is. <laughs> did you have anything else? For structure to no. Any more quotes we wanted to bring up? I just feel like we're roasting it, and I feel good. I, I do feel bad. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I do. It is poorly written. 
Um, but the vibe is curated. I will say that. The vibe is curated. The vibe is curated. It came out October 2005, and I'm like, that was a marketing choice that was perfect. Um, Dreamy. I'm glad I finally got to finish it. I'm glad I had the motivation to finish the book. Yeah. Yeah. You ready for my monologue? You ready for my talk? I cannot Incessantly? Because if I haven't been I'm doing so that already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have a question for Stephanie Hunter. Uh, why does Bella hate women? Like, why okay, does she hate women? It's more than just, uh, I'm different. Like, I'm not like other girls syndrome. Like, she's like, she hates women. Even her mom. Like, she's like, she's my best friend. She's like, oh, she's stupid. She's, like, naive. She's too young. She's married to a guy who's too young for her. I have to take care of her. Like, I think the reason that you brought this up, like, she is making food all the time and, like, taking care of everyone in her life. I think it's because she had to do it for her mom. And I'm like, okay, but, like, your mom is a grown woman, so you could just take a minute to be a teenager. And then every interaction she has with women is just insufferable. Like, she is calling Jessica continuously. She refers to her as, like, silly or stupid or she's like oh you have to talk to her again she's gonna ask me questions about my life I'm like yeah because that's what normal teens do like I'm sorry and not to like do a little throwback callback or anything like that but have you ever met a teenage girl <laughs> Jesus that is what they're gonna ask you about they want to know about your love life especially in forks where nothing else is exciting they want to know that you're dating this guy who's like as you've described it he looks like a Greek fucking god yeah she's gonna be interested has never shown interest in anyone else in anyone ever and she's like oh like they're you know jessica's like oh like they're not interested in anybody and bella's immediately like "Hmm, wonder when he rejected you like she might as well call her a dumb slut like what the fuck (laughs) i and then rosalie is a she's a huge bitch and she's too beautiful and like she's like and you know what fair enough she's not very nice to her but she's also not mean to her until she has to directly interact with her but the whole time the energy between them is like ice fucking cold lauren also not kind to her but instead of like actually trying to have a conversation with her which again okay she's a teenage girl she's 17 fine but but also old beyond her years i'm sorry oh yeah yeah no she's definitely way way too old for her own goddamn good but it's fine um so there's that okay yes lauren lauren she hates lauren lauren isn't very nice to her lauren talks about her behind her back okay girl did you have friends in phoenix because if you didn't i have to assume that people talked about you behind your back you're pale as hell and you live in phoenix and you're followed all the time (laughs) are you telling me you weren't bullied (laughs) like (laughs) Of course somebody's going to be mean to you. I'm sorry that not everyone's prostrating themselves at your feet, Bella, but there's no reason for you to hate everyone else. Like, God, you <laughs> have these thoughts. You are thinking these things that Lauren is saying out loud about you. You are thinking them about other people, about other women in this book. Let's, let's lose the hypocrisy, but it's fine. Whatever. Alice is very kind to her. Alice is, like, really welcoming. She's very open. She's very, like, nice to her. And the whole time she's like, she's kind of weird. She's a loyal freak. Alice is very enthusiastic. Like, just say you don't like her. Just say that you're put off by that energy. I, why do you, why are you, why do you hate her again? Why are, why is every interaction you have with a woman colored with this, like, distrust and, like, distaste for femininity? I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, 
But the only two women who are colored in any sort of favorable light is Angela and Esme. And they have maybe two interactions. They don't talk. They're very quiet. It's, like, just very weird to me. Like, I think it has a lot to do with her I'm not like other girls syndrome. But I wouldn't even, like, it's not even like a... I'm not like other girls. It's like, I'm not like other girls. Ew, icky. They're all disgusting and I hate them. They're all insufferable. And I'm like, you're the girl who's insufferable. You are the person who's insufferable in this instance. I'm very sorry to tell you, but it's not everybody else's fault that they are women. So let's stop blaming them for that. But that's my monologue. That's your monologue? Yeah. Oh, also, actually, no, it's not. I have one more point. Uh, I knew it. referring to Victoria as the female. And that don't sit right. That don't sit right with me at all. I don't like it when people refer to women females. as females. It feels like you're referring to like cattle. But that was my last point. That's my monologue. Bella hates women, and I'm pissed about it. Um, yeah. I had ten points that you said that I really resonated with. Drink up, bitch. We just <laughs> talked before <laughs> this episode about uh, resonating points that drink. Also, Miss Katie wants to literally murder me. Yes, I do. <laughs> so that's fucking ten. Yeah. Can we split that? I will. I'll. I'll. Yeah. Well, I'll take that. Okay. Thank you. I didn't know that. I, I just want to say a little thing. Um, I like your part about not like other girls. Um, I think that's why this club exists. I think like, oh, the way women are represented, or have been represented in literature, is icky. And so we have this not like other girls thing, which really means like not like girls written written by women who hate women. And, but also like, sorry, I should have said people that hate women. It doesn't matter. I understood. It doesn't matter because this book was written by a woman who hates women. And I don't. I'm very sorry to Stephanie Meyer if she listens to it. In which case, I am honored. I love the book. I love her, and I love you. But let's unpack that trauma, honey. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not. I was raised Catholic. I'm just gonna say, oh, Christianity is patriarchal, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot to unpack there, especially Mormonism, which I don't know I'll a ton about. But I do hazard the guess that it is patriarchal just by how Bella cooks all the food and the way she talks about cooking all the food. Okay, you brought up a point, and I think religion is represented very interestingly in this book. Not the undertones of Mormonism, because that is a whole other fucking tangent. That's that's something we cannot unpack in this episode. I don't even want to. But, um, religion is weird in here. Like, actual, like, overt references to religion in Christianity and Catholicism. I agree. Especially because, like, they talk about, like, indigenous um, yeah. religion, but they bring Christianity into it. Oh. The discussions of indigenous um, creation stories, actually. Oh. I, I highlighted it, and I get really fired up mm-hmm. about stuff like that. But they, they brought up, like, canoes relating to Noah's flood. And I'm like, honey. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that would, that's, that's, you know, I'm good on you for picking that up, because I just read that and I went, Okay, but you're so right. Why would that be present? Why would that be part of, like, the, um, I don't want to say myth, because that sounds the right to me. 
but like the cultural theology. Theology, yeah, the cultural theology. Why would the flood be in there at all in the first place? Right, right. Damn. Very oh, interesting. Turtle Island. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot to unpack about the indigenous people being related to wolves. There's a lot to unpack about indigenous people, period. You're right. You're right. It's just, but, you know, I think it's, I, I was um, thinking it's really interesting that Edward believes in God. Like, character-wise, because, like, yeah. From the perspective of who wrote it, oh, it totally makes sense. Not a question. In God, yeah. Um, but the character, the character, should he believe in God? I also think he's a pathological liar. Now that's interesting. And Let's get into that. My main thought is like he's just saying that because he knows it will resonate with Bella. Interesting. Who's saying that? I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think he is a pathological liar. Holy shit. You opened my eyes. Mm, still sexy, but you opened my eyes. Well, I'm going for that. Mm. I saw a picture of, like, because I was like, Edward Cullen, no, sorry. Robert Patterson isn't that hot. And Edward Cullen is described to be beautiful. How did they How did they do that in the film? And then I, like, Googled a picture of him in the movies because I literally forgot, right? And then I was like, oh, I see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and sorry. I said I was simply put a lot of makeup on him and make him not as ugly. Yeah. Not to say he's ugly. I'm so sorry. Oh, make him no. More godlike. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think I agree with you on that point just because I am very influenced by that Vogue shoot. No. Was it GQ? I can't remember. The one that he no. did where he made pasta in the microwave in a tinfoil bowl. I can't tell you about that. <laughs> yeah, this is the beginning of quarantine. Uh, last year, 2020. Um, oh my god, he was sexy. But then I'm like, yeah, yeah, you were Edward Cullen. Well, you were so if hot. If pasta. Oh no, honey, you're gonna be so upset by it. Don't even look it up. Okay. It's gonna, it, it will infuriate you. <laughs> Don't look into it, please. Um, or do, but like maybe like wait until you're in like a really like, if you're looking to get worked up, you know? Uh, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> Because I, okay, so we have talked about this before, but we're both in university studying English in some capacity. Um, what, we read a lot of essays. Let's talk about our essay titles. We love essays. Um, my essay would be titled Bone Apple Teeth. <laughs> Stop there. Colon, <laughs> an analysis of Twilight's attitudes towards food. I hate you. That's impeccable i just saw bone apple teeth and oh, i was like no oh! that's perfect that's Fun. perfect yeah so we're talking about vampires eating habits uh vampires thoughts on human food and bella cooking for charlie again wow now i can't get over bone yeah. apple teeth because that works on a few levels. i know right? that works on a few levels and i love it i can't what would your essay be my essay personally uh poor baby bella uh colon infantilization of women in twilight that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, points, thesis, what do we points, got? Points, thesis. I don't have a thesis, but I do have some points. Uh, mostly okay. related to, like I said, that one scene when she's freaking out about leaving Charlie behind, and she's literally strapped into a fucking baby seat. She's wearing mm-hmm. an off-roading harness, which is 
probably like a five point fucking booster belt. Like it's an adult car seat, yes. It's an adult car seat. Edward just strapped her into it, by the way, because she couldn't figure it out herself. I thought it was Emmett. No, Edward. Well, okay, it might have been Edward at the beginning, time, but at the, Emmett the first time Edward did it. Uh, there's another point when he's in her bedroom uh, and he surprises her by being on her bed, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't know you were there." And she sinks to the floor, and he picks her up, and she describes it, uh, gripping the tops of her arms like a toddler, you know. Like, it, there's just, there's a lot of mention and also characterization of Bella as, like, a clumsy baby. And, like, not even, like, mm-hmm. and you know what? No, like, it's, it, it would still be gross, but not even in, like, a Lolita kind of way. <gasps> like, it is, like, full toddler. You are an infant. And it's yes. gross. Like, it's so gross. It is. So, you know, that's me. It's not as good as Bone Apple to you. But, you know, <laughs> I think you'd still get an A, Katie. Yeah, I just need, I need a, it needs a better title, but I do think the infantilization is uh, problematic. It's a fun thing to unpack. Oh, I'm sure, I would love to. We'd need a whole nother hour. We would, but we don't have that. Um, no, we don't. Parting thoughts? Should we end on this note? I feel like we should. That's like a good note to end yeah. on. Even thinking, it is. Uh, I have no thoughts. I have um, no thoughts. I drank way too much wine. As you should yeah. always. Uh, this <laughs> this is my another episode um, of getting better at. Follow us on socials for more content and drink links. Thanks for getting literate with us. Thanks. This has been an episode of Getting Literate with Julia Honeville and Katie McCullough. Be sure to follow us on social media at Getting Literate on all platforms and follow the podcast from wherever you're listening for more opportunities to get lit and get literate.